Thank you to Michael Matthew Hurt, our two brother, our brother duo uh, joining us here. Uh, welcome to episode two of Teed Up. We want to shout out Hames Homes. Uh, thanks to Hames Homes for being our sponsor. Hames Homes provides comfort, beauty, and value in Eastern Iowa. Visit HamesHomes.com for their current inventory of attractive, affordable, manufactured homes for sale. All right, Michael and Matt, let's let's get it started then. Um, let's talk a little bit about let's talk a little bit about growing up. Um, you know, obviously Patrick and I both know how influential your family is. Uh, you know, your dad, your mom, your sister. Um, you know, we want to. You know, how did how did it all start? What how did it all come together? What was competing like for you guys at, at a young age? Um, you know, Michael, you, you can take this, and then Matt, you can you can jump in. Uh, what give, give us a give us a breakdown of how this all how this all came about? Yeah, so I um, originally had my dad as my coach, kind of growing up when I was younger. So he always coached my teams, um, and yeah, it was just something where he he coached me all the way up until middle school from very beginning of youth all the way up till eighth grade. Um, so he was obviously a big influence on me just being, being my coach um, and really kind of built that love for the game into it. And I think, you know, with my brother and my sister, especially Matt, um, you know, he would always end up coming to our practices when I was, um, you know, kind of fixed fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth grade. And, you know, as a young kid, he'd just be kind of there shooting on the side or, you know, sometimes he'd jump in and, and get involved and, and practicing. So, uh, you know, I think it definitely grew for him a little bit on coming to our practices. You know, he got it from a, a very, very early age. Um, but yeah, no, it was something somewhere he, my family's had definitely a big influence on it. You know, they were always supportive of, of us playing basketball and, and we're at, you know, always made sure someone was at one of our games. So um, yeah, they, they were definitely huge in us, you know, wanting to pursue basketball for, you know, going, going to the division one level. Yeah. Um, I think for me, just growing up, just having, you know, older brother that played basketball and he's three years older than me, three grade, three grades older than me. Uh, so I think just just having him be so influential for me, especially especially during the, the process of AAU, all that. But growing up, you know, I wouldn't say we, we fought a lot, but, you know, there's definitely been some times where it's been heated, um, especially I know one time we were playing, um, we had like this little like athletic club in Rochester and uh, I think we were playing one-on-one and, you know, he, he thought I was following him and, and hacking him on defense. And then it got to a point where he just started chucking balls at me. Like I'm talking about like right next to me, throwing like fastballs right at my head. And, you know, I'm so young, so I don't really know what like to expect. Cause like before that we never fought like that. And, and like, that's like, like the biggest, the biggest time I've, I've ever had like a problem with him. Um, but yeah, my whole family's been great. My, my dad has uh, coached me my, growing up. Um, and one thing, like I, I've actually never played my my grade growing up and, uh, until my senior year of high school. So I, w- I was always I was always playing up. You know, I played one year up, like fifth. I was playing with, playing with sixth graders, and then uh, I played uh, B squad tenth grade as a, as a seventh grader. So I think just. Just, just having playing up, playing against older people, playing against you know older, older, older kids than me really helped me grow, especially my game. 
Absolutely. Shout out Richard, man. That guy's the GOAT. Uh, so Katie actually just signed to go to Lehigh. Tell us a little, about, a little bit about how Katie plays and if there's similarities or differences between the both of you. Yeah, I, I can go first. I think uh, her game is definitely a little bit different than ours. Uh, my dad and my mom will always say that uh, she's the best defender out of all of us. Uh, <laughs> that, that's definitely what she's you know known for a lot is, is her ability to play defense. But she uh, also is a really, really good passer, too. Um, so she plays on the ball a lot for, for her high school team and she did um, for a decent amount of her AU team. And she's got a teammate that's really, really talented going to Indiana. So I, she definitely helps, uh, helps her, you know, whenever she's playing with her, but she's got a really, really good vision, good touch uh, around the rim. And she's, you know, a much better defender than me or Matthew ever were. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, going off that, um, like what Mike said, I think, you know, she's probably the best defender, uh, of her peer group, uh, then, then me and Michael and my dad and my mom, uh, all of us. Um, so I think she's probably the, probably the most athletic out of all of us. And, you know, she's a really good passer. Um, but I think, I think she could actually really shoot it, but I just, I just like the confidence there, um, is, is not there yet, but I think she has a, a lot, a lot of game that people, people don't see. And I think going to Lehigh is going to be really good for her just because, there's actually been like a Minnesota connection going to Lehigh with girls basketball from Minnesota. So I, I think, I think it's a great fit and I'm excited for her uh, for next year. Yeah. I think she'll like Lehigh. You know, my, my dad was there for a while. Um, it's, it's a, it's a great spot. Um, you know, we wanted to, we wanted to ask about Katie. We, we knew she obviously could hoop a little bit, but we want to, we want to shout out, you know, our sisters on the show because, you know, growing up, um, you know, with, with the way that, you guys grew up, uh, you know, everybody knew who the both of you were in Minnesota, the way we grew up in Iowa. Um, you know, our, our sister also, our sister Marit also sometimes feels like, you know, people ask her like, oh, do you play basketball too? And she, you know, it, it's, it's not fair to her because, you know, it's, you know, she's just doing what she wants to do and she, and she's great. She's a great student. Uh, she's at Nova now, but, um, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes I think they, they kind of get lost in the shuffle a little bit. And so, you know, we just want to, Always gotta always gotta shout them out. Um, yeah, and so. I so I think I think one thing is like she she definitely my parents definitely took the approach to like let her like pursuit and like wanting to do basketball come from herself and like I think that's been really cool is seeing like obviously like me and Matt like we're very like interested in basketball from a young age but she never she wasn't necessarily just focused on basketball and that's something that she's definitely like picked up picked up over like the past couple of years so it's kind of cool to see her you know, have the same passion that me and Matthew have about it and it being, you know, coming from herself, not being like, oh, you play basketball too. Like, so it's, it's been cool to see that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Michael, talk a little bit about your AAU experience and then also how that went into coaching as well, like helping out with, with then uh, Matt's teams. Yeah. Um, you know, I played AAU for, uh, you know, some, more regional teams, uh, like five, fifth, sixth, seventh grade um, with the Minnesota Fury. And then I ended up going over to D1 Minnesota, which is one of the, the circuit teams for the uh, Adidas uh, circuit. There's, I believe, one of each of the you know, different shoe uh, companies has a team in Minnesota. And I was with the, with the Adidas one, just got connected with um, you know, a couple of people that were in the organization. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It was something where it, um, really kind of clicked for me in, in terms of like being able to play at that level um, when I did with D1 Minnesota and helped translate over to my, to my high school game. Um, and it was something where, you know, 
my family like really enjoyed the experiences that I was having, you know, my first, second year with them um, that, you know, we knew Matthew was, was very, very talented and going to be playing a few grades up. So, um, you know, it was, it was something where we wanted to, we, you know, we, we owed it to them to, to show that respect uh, to them that they did to me uh, and helping me grow my game um, and, and, you know, Matthew the same way. So, um, yeah, it was, it was something where they, they treated us real great. And, you know, I'm, I'm really thankful for the, the experiences that they gave me both in my time as well as, you know, for, for my brother as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's tough. Doing Minnesota, they got great people in there. I, I was only there for a year, but our team was really good and we had a ton of fun. Matt, you want to touch on your kind of AU experience with them? Yours is kind of a little different than most because you played 17s, what, three times? And so, so to talk about that, just kind of the experiences that you had and everything that you were able to accomplish uh, with you with in Minnesota. Yeah, so actually, funny thing about getting into AU, um, I, think it was, I think it was Michael's 15-year year. Um, our high school coach wanted, to, uh, wanted us to play as a high school team on the AAU circuit uh, for that whole year. So that, that's how I kind of get introduced to, you know, Minnesota AAU basketball and, you know, all the talented players that, that's come from Minnesota. So I think that year really helped me grow as a player just because, like, no, I can compete with older and, like, the best of the best in the state. Um, but like you said, I played three years with uh, with D1 Minnesota 17U. So my first year, I had McKinley Wright, uh, Jericho Sims, Nate Reavers, Jack Sorensen, Jack Hutchison, Gonar Mar. So, I mean, we were very talented. I know we were top five in the country for a while, and uh, I thought we were part of the best team in the country that year. Um, and that, that, was, that was a great year. Al Harris, you know, that's my guy. Shout out Al Harris. Uh, great coach, great dude. Uh, my second year, played with Race Thompson. Uh, that, that's my guy as well. Indi shout out Indiana as well. Um, that, that, team was, that team was very talented, um, you know, because they've been playing growing up uh, with each other. So I've been playing with them really helped me. And then my last year was you, Tyrell, Zeke, uh, Tyler, all, all you guys. It, it, it was very fun. Um, I think I personally, I think, I think that was the best team my last year. Um, but overall, the AU was great. I mean, I had great people around me, great people supporting me. So overall, I was just blessed to be in that position with you in Minnesota. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen like uh, the consistency of like talent, like that Minnesota had during that stretch that, like was even on their team. I mean, cause like some of the other teams like had a, like a bunch of Minnesota kids that were real talented too, and ended up going to do great things. A couple of my, I played with as well, but it was, it was just really cool to like see so much like Minnesota talent, like playing together, but then like um, obviously being able to like add you into the mix Pat, for that, for the last year, like there was a consistency, like with the program that like, there was not really much like jealousy or selfishness, like between all the teams, which I think was like, really, really cool. Cause like, especially when you get to that level, like people are worried about their shots. They're worried about, you know, a lot of different things, obviously like they want to get recruited and, and, you know, go to, you know, the school that they want to go to. But I, I thought that was something that was really, really cool, especially for like Matthew's teams, like that were so, so talented that they were, you know, real good guys too. I think, I think the best AU teams are the, the teams that play together, pass the ball, you know, our, our last year, we ran a lot of set plays, um, you know, I know AU, you know, you're not, you know, calling set plays, you're just ISO in, pick and roll, pick and pop, all that. But we ran a lot of set plays, a lot of actions, and I thought it was really good for us because we had so many threats on the court that could do a lot of things. So I thought I, overall, I think just how to win AU games and how to get noticed is really just to play as a team and, you know, share the ball.
No doubt. It's crazy because we ran all those plays. I didn't know any of them because I was never able to go to practice. <laughs> I was just out there, bro, running around. I had no idea what any of those plays were. I just go stand in the corner and watch out for <laughs> whatever because I, I didn't know any of those plays. Mm-hmm. Play you still do. You still do. <laughs> I know the plays now. What are you talking about? I know all the plays just from one spot. I would that AAU team though was really what that was that was fun to watch. Like I remember we coming in, no, I it was great. Like I remember coming, I came to New York City. I mean, I would watch you guys on like some streams and stuff when I could. Um, but that team was that team was crazy with with Tyrell, U2, uh, Zeke, Tyler, J Mo coming off the bench. He's Minnesota's best player. And he yeah. was coming off the bench. I mean, you know, that, that was a that was a squad. And then my my seven my seventeen year, Matthew, you're when you were playing up with my age, like McKinley and Nate Reavers and Jericho Sim, like that was a really good team too. Like they were good. And if they had cause that the Howard Pulley team also that had split like my 17 year was really good on that side as well with like Gary Trent, Brad, uh, Trey Jones, like, you know, so they, you know, if they were even together at some, somehow that would have been, I mean, it would have been over. It would have been over. Well, hey, and one question though, I thought we played Iowa Barnstone was my 15 year year. And I don't think you were there. Yeah. Connor. No, I wasn't. Where, where were you? I had baseball. <laughs> I remember. Baseball? Yeah, but you no, smacked man, us. You know where he was, bro. You smacked us. Uh, yeah, I think – yeah, because I, I think it was in Minneapolis, and they're yeah. like – we were like, is Connor playing? And they're like, no. And then we're like, oh, okay, like, easy win then. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. It was like a it was like a showcase game, and I yeah. had baseball or something. And Oh, you know – no, that's not what you had. That's not what you <laughs> – What did I have? What oh, did I have? Like, yeah, yeah, someone said someone prom. Said prom. Oh, was it prom? Yeah, prom. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about, oh, yeah, I, I had a baseball know. tournament. Like, nope, nope, no. Nope. I really – no, I really thought I had baseball. I'm not kidding. No, I you had prom. Hey, I believe you. Once I was committed, like, I didn't – and, I mean, that was pretty early, but, like, I stayed home for – I didn't really play that much AAU my 17th year in the summer. I really didn't. So, but it was – it is what it is. I, I – you guys, you guys were really good, and we we were good. But up in, once we got to seventeen, U, we never were really all together, and we we were still all right. But um, <laughs> all right though, it's all right. Um, talk a little bit about you both had phenomenal high school careers, and I remember we uh, we were playing with Ive City West. We played up at the Target Center, and we we played like the game after you. And we showed up and we were watching. I forget who you got. I think you guys were playing some team from Milwaukee. And yeah. We were just giving them buckets, like giving them buckets. Michael had like 32 and Matt had like 20. Matt had like 20 and like 17 rebounds or something. Yeah, yeah he, he was, was getting all the boards. You guys were literally alternating scoring. And I was like, yo, like. I knew who I knew who you were, but I was like, "Yo, these these dudes are tough." So, uh, <laughs> talk, talk a little bit about uh, your high school careers. What what it was like? What it was like playing together? Um, and, and yeah, what what was that like? Yeah, so I um, my freshman year, I was I was like, I was mostly JV, but I was playing a little bit of varsity. Um, came off the bench some, and you know, I that was like where I, my in between my freshman and sophomore years when I did my first season with uh, D1 Minnesota, where I, like, was able to make a lot of, like, bigger strides. And then my sophomore year, 
ended up starting. I led our team in scoring and, you know, was a all conference player. And it was something where I just, you know, it was something during AU that really kind of clicked for me and like being able to just find my shots and like, you know, be, be an efficient player, um, both shooting the ball and then also like trying to score in the post and, and whatever it may be. Um, and then where I kind of tried to go after that, like my junior senior year was just, you know, being a lot more handling the ball. And, and that was something where Matthew made my job pretty easy because my junior year is when was the first year he started. He was a eighth grader starting on the varsity team. Cause that's uh, like one of the rules up in Minnesota. You can, you know, I think up to seventh grade, you could you know play high school uh, sports. So he was starting as an eighth grader uh, and rightfully so like he was, you know, he was that talented uh, at that point, but uh, yeah, it was, it was definitely one of my, that's my favorite like memory probably ever playing basketball is playing with him because um, we had a really good connection and it was easy for me to, you know, be able to score and create things out of my own game because, you know, I knew that if I just threw him the ball, he'd probably go get a bucket and make me look good. So, um, yeah, I I look back on that, like my junior and senior year, because those are, you know, two years where we got to play together, you know, fully. It was uh, by far my favorite part of, you know, my entire basketball experience. So, um, yeah, it was uh, – I know it was definitely really, really special for my family too, being able to, to be there and see us both play together. And I would imagine that would be the same answer that my mom and my – my dad have, but, uh, yeah, no, I, that's, I guess I can pass on that. Yeah. So my high school career started in seventh grade. So, you know, I was seventh grade. And so, and at our, so there's a high school, our high school is like five, 10 minutes away from, from middle, uh, from our middle school. So being a seventh grader playing, so I, like I said, I, I played 10th grade. Um, you know, you're in middle school, you're playing, you're playing high school sports. You know, I thought I was, you know, at the top of the top, um, like uh, my 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 seventh year uh, year was you know solid B squad and then I moved to to JV and um, varsity a little bit. I was playing mostly JV though towards the end of the end of my seventh grade year. Actually, I had my first my first two points my seventh grade year. I had two points my seventh grade year in varsity. Um, so that's where my points started. And like, like you said, eighth grade uh, I started with him. We actually we we actually had a really good team. Uh, we had a couple shooters. Uh, around us that could that could really shoot the ball um and then freshman year you know we, we basically had everyone back because because actually his year like he had he had a, he had a really good class uh, like michael like dt Bray tuckner um dj harden all of them so i think just i think just just playing with those guys playing up them teaching me stuff really helped me uh be a leader because you know 10th 11th 12th grade you know we, it was mostly you know me um but i also had great supporting cast um as well, so I think just just learning how to play basketball and just learning the right reads and you know how how, how to score against two three people because once you get to college, you know my fr my first year was mostly you know just one guy, but just learning how to score against two three guys even four sometimes really really helped me and just just the coaches and then my dad actually was was one of our coaches my 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 eleventh and twelfth grade year, so I think he he helped me a lot. Um, we watched a lot of films. So I think I think overall my high school career was a success. Even though we never got to the state tournament. Shout out T Wall though, but Lake Lenore <laughs> got us, I think what, six, six years, six, seven years in a row. And then the 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 year the year after I left, they got they got they got they moved out of our section. So it was it was kind of crazy. But overall, I'm just I mean, I had I had great friends around me. Um, great, great coaching staff. So overall, it was great. 
No, it was crazy because I remember when they switched the sections and we were all texting our little chat after that. You guys, you, you were so pissed. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was unreal because they just – Lakeville North, I mean, they've always had a lot of talented dudes. Like they had J.P. McCurra, who was, who was really, really talented, played for Xavier. Um, you know, they just always had like real, real talented dudes. Everyone could shoot. Everyone was smart and skilled. And, yeah, we never – I think my senior year was the closest we ever got. I think we lost by like one or two points. Yeah. And that was man, that was tough. But yeah, no, they they always have had really really talented guys for yeah, sure. I remember, I remember they had those two twin football players used to piss Matt off. Matt would yeah. just, <laughs> Matt would just complain to Tyler all the time about how those dudes would just like rough them up. And just, <laughs> yeah, they were, they were just so strong and they could move their feet so well. I think they ended up going like to North North Dakota State for football, but just those those two guys and you have T Wall in the back line, you know, helping yeah. every time. So it was definitely difficult. But shout out T Wall, that's my guy. Yes, sir. That boy T Wall. Moving here into like your guys' recruiting process. Uh we'll start with you, Michael. Like just kind of talk about that experience. And then uh, I have a lot of stories with Matt's recruiting process. So we'll get into those after you you answer Mike. So <laughs> yeah. like you you go first. Yeah. Uh so I again like my in between my freshman and sophomore year was the first year that I really did like, you know, the, on the circuit AU with, uh, with D1 Minnesota. And I was able to kind of get my name out there uh, with some, with some smaller mid majors. That's where I got some of my first offers. Um, and then I think it was towards the end of the summer. I think I did like the go for team camp did really well down there. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I, I, once I got, once I got the offer from the Gophers, it really kind of picked up some of the other schools, you know, Nebraska, uh, Northwestern, some of those other schools. I had um, a couple of the Ivy League schools that I were looking at because I, I was doing really well academically and then uh, Stanford as well. Um, but yeah, it was just something where Minnesota always felt like home to me. Um, and it was it was a pretty easy decision. I ended up committing like my junior year. Um, so definitely uh, a little bit earlier than, than most people would, but um, it was just something I knew that I wanted to be, you know, a gopher and I'm I'm gonna go for, for life. So uh, yeah, no, I, it was a pretty easy, easy decision for me. Um, you know, I really enjoyed my time playing with them. The guys I got to play with, I, like I love my class, Brady, Eric, Amir, like they're they're my best friends. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I I never would like trade my experience for anything. Um, yeah, I I loved it up there. So yeah. Eric's the starting five man, bro. He's still yeah, that boy's still there. You've been out of college for three years, two years. <laughs> I've tried to like envision it because like because Jabo came in the same year as I did, and it's like I can't imagine like putting my body through practice right now, like six years since my freshman year. I'm like, Jabo's in practice every day, covered in ice. So I'm sure like, I'm sure you would have been the same way. I'm th- I was I was like I was thinking about it. I think maybe like a month ago, just like that month when you start full practice, like end of September, going up and like before you play a game and like the hours and hours long practices and it's just like no payoff until you eventually play a game. Like I couldn't imagine like my body in this like current state to, to be doing that for sure. No, bro. Those early practice days are brutal. Yeah. No, but now Matt talking about yours, there, there's, there's, I got, I got a hundred funny stories about yours, but the first one I want to talk about is when we were in Indy and it was uh, my, it was my second tournament with, with D1 and we were roommates we were roommates like that whole spring and summer but like so we were roommates and Memphis was recruiting you and the the Cavs were in Indy they were playing the Pacers in the playoffs and Mike Miller was the assistant at Memphis told you that 
me, you, J-Mo, and Tyrell, and maybe even Tyler, we're going to go meet LeBron because LeBron was going to come. And he said, like, LeBron was going to come to our hotel and like, we were going to meet him. But we had a game at, like, 8 a.m. And they played at, like, 8 p.m. And he said, like, oh, well, LeBron's going to, like, go out to eat after. And he's like, he won't be able to see you guys till way later. And, and like, we were, like, it was, like, 11 p.m. And we were, like, okay, we probably should go to bed. But, like, you can't just, like, pass up on an opportunity to meet LeBron. And Matt was like, we were like, Matt, like, call Mike Miller and, like, see, like, what's going on. And Matt, like, refused to call him. We, we, we were screaming at him for, like, 45 minutes to call Mike Miller. And he, like, wouldn't do it. So then eventually we all went to sleep and nobody ever met LeBron. So that was unfortunate. Maybe we, maybe we all will someday. But, uh, no, yeah. But, Matt, talk about how your, your recruiting process started pretty early. You, were, you got pretty much every offer you wanted by the time you were a ninth or 10th grader. So just kind of talk about that. And just kind of that whole process. Yeah, so I don't know what my first offer was. It was in the spring of I want to say going this like the spring of my I want to say my seventh grade year. Uh, it was I think it was like was it, Iowa, was it, it Iowa State? It, it was Iowa State. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, it was Iowa State. But my second one came in the summer of that year, and it was actually to Iowa. Shout out, Fran. Shout out, Fran. Um, that's my guy. Um, but, yeah, like, like I said, uh, the recruiting process, you know, was great. You know, I had basically, you know, every everyone, you know, trying to, trying to call me and all that. But I wouldn't say it was overwhelming because, you know, because Mike, Mike went through that process as well. And, you know, he's kind of helped me because Mike got recruited by, by a lot of schools as well. So he was kind of helped me and, you know, telling me some, some pros and cons about, you know, each school. And, and how the recruitment, how the recruiting goes, because you know, there's also there, there's that shady side of recruiting. You know, pe- people people will lie, but I, I think I think just just learn just learning, getting getting to know the coaches and you know their their program and the players uh, that's on the team right now and people that could come back the next year that you're coming in. Uh, I, I I thought uh, that was very helpful. Um, so so I was actually a late a late commit. Uh, so I didn't commit till like April of my senior year. So I had like I had like two months left of high school, left. Um, but yeah, I think just the, the relationship that I built or I built with Coach Shire um, was very key. Um, I think I think he's one of the best recruiters in the nation. As you can see, he's he has like five already in the 20, 2022 class for next year when Coach K leaves. But yeah, um, it it was definitely difficult because you know. Not many guys can get, you know, Kansas, Memphis, uh, Kentucky, UNC, all, all wanted. Because I feel, I feel like some players that they don't get the blue bloods like the Kentucky or or, or Duke as well. So I think, I think just just having that list of uh, list of schools has been was a was pretty cool for me. Because growing up, you know, I'm I'm seeing these teams playing, you know, national TV, you know, Big Monday, Super Tuesday, all that. So it it was, it was definitely a great sight to see um, there, you know, get putting in time, putting in effort to texting me, see how I'm doing, calling me, see how I'm doing, all that. So the, the recruiting process was, was definitely tough, but, you know, I think, I think overall it was a uh, very rewarding because uh, like I said, coach Shire, coach K did, they, they did a great job and, you know, not many good people get to say that he, uh, that he put, that they played for coach K. So, and I played for him the second to last year. So I'm very happy with it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Both 
both made uh both made some great choices. Um, we're we're about halfway through, so we're gonna take a break. Uh, we want to thank Hames Homes for being our sponsor. Um, Hames Homes provides comfort, beauty, and value in Eastern Iowa. Please visit HamesHomes.com for their current inventory of attractive, affordable, manufactured homes for sale. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, we got Mike and Matt Hurt with us here, and uh, we're we're gonna go into we're gonna get into some college stuff. Um, I want to bring this back up, Michael. Last week, Patrick and I had this debate. We we drafted college arenas that we would want to be our home arena mm. if we didn't play at Carver. Okay. That was our draft last week. And so I took the barn at like my third or fourth pick, which was pretty high. Like that was like a top 10 because there was only 10 of us. I think the barn's really cool, but he immediately shut it down and Joe T both. <laughs> they were like, no shot. It's freezing. It's like two degrees. I'm like, dude, like the barn's cool. Like there's like, you guys are a good fan base, like the raised court, there's history there. I, I don't know. I thought it was a pretty good pick. I want to know what, I want to know what you think. Yeah. I mean, I, it was something that I, you know, that's when I thought about committing. I knew that that was where I wanted to go. And like, it was something that I envisioned and saw from like a young age that it was, it had a lot of history, like you said. And it was something where I, yeah, it was just, I always wanted to be playing out on that court and it's, um, yeah, I think it's definitely one of the more underrated arenas in the in the Big Ten. Um, you know, there's obviously a lot of really cool places to play, but um, I would say for sure it's definitely one of the, the most underrated because it does have that history. Like you said, the race floor is just a little bit different. But, um, yeah, it's, I, I love playing there every single time. The fans were always, you know, super supportive of us. That's what I thought. Thank you. It's Wake too up, cold in there, bro. It's too cold. <laughs> you, need, you, you always needed a, a jacket on during shooting around, though, for sure. Exactly. It's too cold. Yo, yo, Patrick, what was your uh, top three? Uh, what was it? it? Was Assembly Hall, like Indiana, um, Purdue, yeah. Mackey, Purdue. And what was my third one? I don't remember my third one. Um, oh, the rack, Rutgers. It was a terrible uh, pick. An absolute terrible pick. Now, now known as Jersey Mike's Arena, so that makes it an even better pick. Right. That's true. <laughs> Big Damn. Jersey Mike's fans over here. No, I tried to take is the rack sick? No. You said what? Mike, is the rack sick? Be honest. No, nah, not really. Just like arena itself, nah. nah. The fans, no, the fans actually like, you know, when they, they started getting good there, my my junior senior year, they they started to show out more. But yeah, no, nah, nah, not really. <laughs> terrible arena, but the, the fans are sick. <laughs> the fans, fans are cool, yeah. He cheated though, he picked MSG. We, me and Joe T both didn't play in MSG, so like oh. that's cheating. I, I, I took it back. I was like, I mean, um, Matt, you definitely played at MSG, right? Yeah, I played there like three, four times. Would you put that as your number? Like, if you had to pick, would you pick that one, or how? What would you do it? Cameron um, obviously got to be up there. Yeah, uh, I want to say Cameron would be one for me, just because like, like there's there's, there's that like. The, the fans are right on top of you guys. Like, I don't know how many it holds, but it doesn't hold a lot. So everyone's, you know, compact right there. It's crazy in there. But, yeah, I think MSG would be two. I mean, I played there, I think, three times. And I think just, just being there and just the how electric it was, but especially the Champions Classic my freshman year. And then we were, we were there for the 2K Classic as well. So I think uh, Cameron and MSG is my top two. Yeah. 
That's what I would guess. That's what I would guess. Um, all right, Matt, talk a little bit about you. You both had very good college careers. Um, you know, Matt, yours was obviously shorter than Michael's. Michael's stayed his whole time. Uh, talk a little bit about your freshman year and uh, your sophomore year and the teams that you played on and, and what it was like. Um, I'm sure, you know, uh, I'm interested to hear a little bit about, like, I want to hear about that Duke-North Carolina rivalry, um, what, what that experience was like playing for you. Um, go, go, into, go into all that a little bit just to give us, a, give us an overview. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I got to, to Duke, you know, early in the summer, you know, Duke's, Duke's a little different other than different schools because they don't, they don't, they say that you don't have to come until July. And, you know, I know most schools come in June to start summer school and all that. So we didn't start till July, but, you know, I think a couple, couple of us went there early. Like you said, I mean, playing there and then my freshman year was, was definitely a lot of ups and downs. I mean, as, as most freshmen have, uh, but yeah, I think, I think just, just being able to, you know, adjust to the physicality and the speed of the game was, was two of the, two of the things that I needed to, uh, get adjusted for, for my freshman year, at least. Um, but yeah, I mean, my teammates were great. You know, I had Trey Jones, Cassius, Vernon, uh, those three guys left after my freshman year, but you know our, our team was really close. We did, you know, we we did a lot of team bonding stuff um, off the court, and then I think I think just 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 like the way we the way we uh, how do I say it the way we get ready for games um, was definitely was definitely different than high school because you know high school, I mean for what what, what we did in high school we we just mashed up on the court. <laughs> So we didn't have matchups. We didn't have, we didn't, we, we didn't, yeah, we didn't, we didn't have like no scouting reports. We didn't have no matchups. So we basically said it was basically AU all over again in high school. Um, Maybe that's why y'all lost seven years in a row in the in the yeah. state. What like what? Uh, see, I I don't really know what to say to that. I mean, we just can we watch some film. Like, nah, see, we would we would watch maybe a little bit of film of the team we were playing, but for the most part, like we just uh, like our coaches and staff just like said we we're gonna focus on us, and <laughs> they like you know we'll just we'll match up. We'll, as long as we're doing our thing, then we're gonna be fine. But that's yeah. you know. <laughs> it. Yeah, we just matched up at the center circle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got wait, 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 Matt. Duke doesn't do that. <laughs> Y'all don't do that at Duke. <laughs> uh, we have we have full scouting reports at Duke. We have we do we do a lot of stuff. We we know we know all their sets, so I mean it, it was definitely different in high school, but yeah, I think I think just 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 playing at that level is is definitely difficult, especially as a true freshman. You know, I I feel like just you know you come out of high school, you know I don't know how much I averaged my senior year or my high school career, but you know scoring the, or shooting the ball every single time, uh, and, and on my high school team, and then taking that into a team game and and in college uh, was def was definitely difficult. I, I've said this now of being, you know, like a little bit into my pro career is uh, that it's easier to score or it's easier to score now than it is in college just because, like, there's no defense in three seconds. And, you know, pe people are plugging a lot and, you know, just playing, just plugging a lot. And uh, so, but like, but like I said, I think I think Duke was, you know, a good choice for me. And uh, the, the practices were really hard. Like I said, you know, the, the, the preseason was, was definitely – was definitely probably the difficult. I mean, 
And then, especially especially in the season, if, like last year, if we were losing, you know, we'd have hard practices. But my freshman year, we, we had a really good, uh, really good team, and we were really good. So I think we weren't we weren't losing that much, and so we weren't practicing that much. But yeah, my freshman year was a lot of ups and downs, and you know, I, I, I've had a lot of experiences with that, and I learned a lot, and I try to carry that over to my uh, sophomore year as well. So sophomore year, you led the sophomore year, you led the ACC in scoring. Um, First team all, first team all ACC, uh, you know, and I wanted to give you a chance, you know, Coach K last year, obviously we all know the the impact that he's that he's had on just college basketball as a whole. Um, do you have any quick, quick stories you want to throw in, like one that sticks out or anything, uh, anything that comes to your mind, you know, just how he was, what it was like playing for him, just the legendary coach that he is? Yeah, uh, he, he's def he's definitely different, you know, than most than most people. Um, I think I think just the way he comes in every single day, you know, and you know how old he is too, and just just how he attacks it, and how and, and how energized he was with us, and how passionate he was about it, and like I feel like I feel like that that's what I learned is you you have to bring it every day um, because you know if you take some days off, you know people are are gonna get ahead of you. So I think learning that from him was very key for me and that's like one big takeaway that I, I took away from him but a story so so it was last it was last year my sophomore year played UNC uh didn't didn't have a good game like really bad game we lost that, that was on a Saturday and then we had practice on Sunday we were watching film uh it's like Super Bowl day we we're watching film and uh you know he's he's mad like 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 other coaches would be because we lost the game against you know our UNC. Um, but he asked me a question and I probably shouldn't have said anything because like he like like he will be talking to you and like he'll basically ask you a question and then most times people just like leave it quiet. But you know, I don't know I don't know I don't know what I was thinking. I, I said an answer and you know he 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 went off on me and uh, you know I deserved it. You know I played I, well I played terrible that game so. I, I went back to my room after that that practice film. You know, he called me. You know, wasn't what wasn't a good phone call. Uh, but you know, for him, we usually have like a two two minute two minute conversation, one minute phone call, just because you know he he wants to you know let let the let, let it let the conversation be known. And so we played we played Notre Dame on that Tuesday. Then he was like he was like yeah you gotta be practice like an hour and a half before practice. On Monday, because we played Tuesday, so I was like, okay, cool. Got in there, and, and you know, you, usually, usually how like pre practice work, you know, it's usually the assistant coaches, right? Like you know, putting you through drills and all that. Um, he got out there. We had practice at like two. This is like twelve forty-five. He's on the court with me, actually putting me like putting me through drills, and like we had like managers and some of the walk-ons, you know, playing dummy defense. And like literally, like coaching me up on the court, cause like usually before that, like I never had a, a, like exchange with that, cause usually Shire, Nolan, Sewell, our assistant coaches, and then after that, I think just I had a stretch of games where I missed maybe five shots in like five games, just because like the work that I mean it was pretty simple work, but just like hearing hearing them talk and just hearing hearing he what what he got to say and putting me some stuff and you know giving me some confidence you know those next five games I 
you know, I barely missed a shot. And, you know, I think that just shows how great he is just because like, he can do so many things. You know, he's a great, great, great teacher, great, great, great coach. And I think just have seeing him be on the court with me, you know, when I was struggling and, you know, him getting on me, uh, I thought it really meant a lot to me. And then after that, uh, he really didn't see what he, he didn't yell at me at all because the rest of the season, you know, I, I was killing it. But that, that's why my favorite Coach K story. I know people have some crazy Coach K stories, but I think the one I just told is probably more important to me than, you know, all the other times where, you know, film sessions, all that. So. Absolutely. No, I remember you called me and you told me that, like, like you told me about that, like, like the day that it happened. You were like, you, you called me. He's like, yeah. He asked me a question. He's like, we're not supposed to answer, but, but I answered. <laughs> yeah, and you I told me like the details of the exchange. We won't get into that uh, in a public forum here, but, but he, that, that was good. That was, one one thing I wanted to ask both, like all three of you guys, is like, what what did you think of? playing like last year with like no fans or anything like that because like I obviously like was just watching like everyone else like on tv but I I know like I heard a little bit about it from from Matt but I want to hear from you guys what you thought of like how weird it was like playing with no fans because like obviously like Matt played his freshman year with fans like you guys always have like what was that what was that like for you guys too uh, I'll answer that one first for me it was like it was weird but my freshman year I sat so like I hadn't really played in fans. It was weird being in arenas with no fans. Like, like mm-hmm. when you go to Purdue or when you go to Maryland or whatever, like it's jumping, like it's, it's crazy. Yeah. So then like we go to Maryland and like Maryland's not out yet. So they're not even playing music and they're and in Maryland. There was no fans. Like, like some places, like they let you have your parents or whatever, but like in Maryland there was nobody. And like, so it, it was literally dead silent. So I just started screaming and like <laughs> doing all this different stuff. But, but like, uh, so that was weird. But for me, I didn't really know the difference at that point just because I hadn't played in front of fans. So those two will probably be able to give you better answers. That's why I wanted to answer first. But definitely weird. Uh, once we got going in the tournament play, though, they started allowing more people to come. So that was that made it way more fun. And definitely I was able to notice the difference after that. But, like, as far as the year went on, I wasn't really able to notice the difference just because I hadn't played with fans before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, honestly, I thought it was awful. Like, I – like, I, dude, like, it was just terrible uh, in, in every way. Like, I would rather, you know, the year that we had last year, like, I'm, you know, I was obviously, you know, happy with it, played with a lot of great players. Um, you know, we were ranked pretty high all year. Um, and then, you know, we got a high seed in the tournament. Um, you know, I, I, I was happy with the year that we had, but the actual – like the day-to-day activities and going to games and everything, it was just not nearly as fun. At least that that's my opinion on it. It was just not nearly as fun as a normal college basketball season. Like I would trade in, I would trade in our success last year for just a mediocre year of, you know, with some normality of just, you know, having yeah. fans and being having that college basketball experience. Like it, you know, is you're going into arenas and it's silent. There's no energy. You have to, you have to, I mean, you have to bring the energy yourself, obviously, um, yeah. because if you don't, you get beat. And so, you know, we were, we were pretty good with that, but it was just, you know, just the way that the entire year went down, like road trips or, you know, like I, I swear, Minnesota, when we went there to play you guys, we sat there for like an hour doing COVID testing. We're sitting like 
in seats, you know, six feet apart. And we just have to sit there and wait like for our tests. And it was just, it, it was just terrible, like all around. Um, obviously, you know, there, we had to put it in perspective, like we were so lucky to play and it, it was amazing that we did play, but going back to your question, like, what was it like compared to a normal year? Um, compared to a normal year, I did not enjoy it at all. Yeah. Mind yeah. you, when we were sitting that COVID testing out Minnesota, it was Christmas Day. I remember <laughs> so that. So that was another wrinkle that was horrible. Was I remember that. I remember because when the schedules came out, they had you guys playing here the day after Christmas. I was like, like, that's where my mind went because, like, normally I'm thinking, like, all right, road trips, like, where, what time are we actually leaving? Like, you guys were here on Christmas Day. Like, right. I just, yeah, that, that's terrible. And we played at, like, 8 p.m. <laughs> so, like, <Yeah. laughs> so it's like, we're sitting around all day. Oh, it's man. Christmas Eve. There's nobody in the hotel. No yeah. is empty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for me, I mean, it was terrible. I mean, like everyone saw what our record was. I think we were 13 and 11, I think, last year. But yeah, it was terrible. Um, so Duke, we had like no fans at all. Cause I know, you know, some people had their, their families and uh at, at other arenas and other schools, but yeah, we had no one, like no one could come down and just just come to our game. And then we had like these cutouts of people in our stands. I bet, you know, most teams did that as well. Um, you know, and I think I think we did the best or our, our people around Duke did their best of, like, how to try to make it as normal as it can be, you know, making, you know, noises, uh, making sound crowds, making, you know, cutouts of people uh, in the seats. So, I mean, they, they did the best, uh, the best as they can. But, yeah, COVID year. You know, we had to get COVID tested every single day, um, and 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 that was definitely uh, that that was definitely pain for real. Um, away games, you know, masked up, you know, six feet apart, film, uh, the, uh, lunch tables, dinner tables on the road, you know, two 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 people per per table. Uh, de definitely definitely different um, compared to my freshman year. Um, but yeah, like what Connor said, I'd rather have a mediocre year with fans and everything normal than, you know, uh, a good year, COVID year, even though we were 13-11. So 13-11 plus a COVID year the same year, yeah, it, it, was, it wasn't too good. So overall, it was, a, it was a bad year. Yeah, no, definitely. I agree with you on that. It was, it was hard to deal with sometimes. But we talked about Matt's career. Mike, let's kind of get into yours. You were on some pretty good teams there in Minnesota towards the end of your career. You want to just get into that and just talk about your experience playing for Coach Patino and all that kind of stuff because you guys had some pretty good teams. You played with some really good players. So just kind of get into that a little bit. What did you say, Matt? Coach P. Um. I yeah, I was on some really talented teams, um, which was really cool because I mean I I'll always tell people that I went to the tournament two out of three years because my senior year we, there wasn't a tournament, so um, my career definitely ended in a pretty anticlimactic way. I mean it took a little while to like set in um, with how it all ended, but um, yeah, you know I I played with some really really talented dudes like uh, you know Amir, obviously you know playing for the Clippers right now. Um, you know, he came in my freshman year and he was. My roommate at one point, I mean, I, yeah, we always had some, some really, really talented teams and we had some guys that really like were able to like buy in on playing together and, and not really focus on being too selfish. Um, like Jordan Murphy's like a perfect example of that, you know, being an all time rebounder, uh, you know, in Minnesota history and, um, you know, being such a, a big guy 
but like not like super tall. Like, I mean, I, I guarded him every day in practice. I think during that year where he was really going off, I was the, I was, it was between me and Jarvis who were like the backup four man guarding him every day in practice. And man, I feel for like those guys that like actually had to like go out there and guard him for like 30 plus minutes. Cause he, he was a load to handle. Um, but yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm grateful for like the teams I played with. Cause I mean, the, you know, we had some ups and downs my sophomore year. We were actually really, really talented. And then we had injuries that happened that really kind of, you know, derailed the season. Um, you know, with Amir getting hurt, uh, Dupree getting hurt, um, you know, kind of just ruined any tournament chances we had. Cause we, I think we were ranked at one point we, we lost to Miami in the ACC big 10 cha- challenge. And then um, uh, after that, everyone just started getting injured and, uh you know, I ended up getting a lot more opportunities, um, you know, to play during that time started for, you know, the last stretch of games, um, my sophomore year, but then, you know, junior and senior year just was in my role, just kind of coming off the bench and, and filling whatever they needed, whether it was at the three or the four, those were the, you know, the two positions that I ended up playing the most. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I don't know if you guys had any like follow-up questions with it, but um, yeah. Yeah. I got, I got one. I want to, yeah. I'm sure our listeners will be interested in this. Give us a, give us a breakdown of what it was like preparing to play Iowa in your career. Like, oh, what, man. what went into the like? What was you know what what was it like when you're coming into a game against us? Let's give us the do, do pre Luca and post Luca. <laughs> yeah, do that. <laughs> it was, it was really tough because you know freshman year. Um, you guys like Jabo was you know kind of coming in, and you guys had obviously had TC. Uh, and some other really talented guys. And um, yeah, I think it was just the running up and down of the court. Uh, that was the difference in, in terms of, <laughs> especially because I was the, I was the, uh, the scout team, obviously being on one of the backups. And um, yeah, that was the biggest thing. Whenever we went live, it was like, just start running, just, just go. And we would have some guys that would honestly, you know, during the possession, like start creeping towards half court or anytime it was like leak out central. Like it was like, we were playing a, a rec game because that's how fast we were like trying to prepare for you guys flying the ball up the court. Um, so yeah, no, it was, it was definitely always one of my favorite games. We, ever, we always played against you guys. Cause it was always like high scoring and uh, it was always like a lot of back and forth. Um, but yeah, no, once, once Luca came around and really kind of turned into the player he was, that was, I mean, trying to, there was no way you could replicate trying to, you know, what what Luca was going to bring to a game and being able to run the floor, and I would I would always talk with you know Eric because I think Eric was out at that point and uh, Brady who was my roommate who was a walk on and he we would just talk about you know what he does is just so just effort and it was like but it turned into production in in every single way I mean he found twenty points off of just layups running hards post ups not even like having to take a dribble just throw a hook up over your shoulder and it was. Uh, yeah, he was definitely one of the toughest players I've ever like witnessed like playing against. Um, I think we my senior year we lost you guys at home, um, and we were up, and he just would not go away. And he was in foul trouble. I think he was real. Fl- Actually, I think we did a decent job on him. He was pretty flustered, but like down the stretch, he just like started getting buckets to the end, um, and we ended up losing that game. But yeah, is that the is that the f- I, was that the game that we played in the fifties? Was that that one? I can't remember. It was I like sixty-five something. I thought I it was. We, I thought it was fifty-eight, fifty-five. It was something like that. It was really low scoring okay, yeah. because we actually did like a, a solid job on Luca. I was like, I was like, this is 
exactly if you envision like how to perfectly play defense this is what you need to do we caught some breaks in there for sure and he was definitely getting a little bit frustrated with some of the foul trouble and you know kind of taking him out of the flow of the game but yeah no that was crazy my what was it my freshman year or sophomore year I think it was maybe my sophomore year um we played you guys and that was I can't remember the guy's name that you guys had but he scored like 13 points or like 14 points in like two minutes against us on the right Isaiah Moss. Like, that was Isaiah Moss. oh my god that that stretch was probably the most stressful thing I've ever been through in my life because I was the guy that had to keep taking the ball out every time he come down and get a bucket and I wasn't guarding him like I think everyone else was just like on a pin down on the other side Isaiah would just come off the ball screen and just get a bucket and I'm like I have to take the ball out every single time he gets a bucket it was like man that was the most stressful time I ever had <laughs> yo yo Mike I got a question yeah. for you take us Take us to the the game where you guys played Colin Sexton in Alabama and uh, Barclays and uh, oh, yeah. the, the 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 benches the benches clear broad. Take us in the yeah. you know yeah yeah yeah. So that one um, we were in some classic with them. Um, you know Colin Sexton obviously playing for the Cavs now is is a really good player. Um, they also have John Petty who I'm not sure if he's still playing for Alabama, um, but he was really really good last year for them. But uh, yeah, we had Dupree McBrayer, we had Amir Coffee, we had a bunch of other talented guys, and we were we were giving it to them pretty good, uh, you know, coming out of the gate. Like, we were we were just taking it to them. We got up, like, 10, 15 points. Um, it was definitely getting a little bit chippy with them. They were getting – they were talking some smack. Um, and I think someone just, like, started pushing one another, and then their, like, whole bench, like, just came off the floor to try and break it up. And, like, you just can't do that. Uh, so all they went to the monitor. I was like, I had no idea what the rule was for that, but they were like, yeah, every single person that stepped off the floor, you're out. And we were just like, so what's going on now? So they, um, ended up tossing the, I think they ended up tossing the guy who started the fight as well for, for, um, Alabama. So they were with four guys and then they ended up having one of those guys either. I think he got injured, which brought him down to three guys. And it was the most bizarre thing ever because they were in the tightest little triangle ever. And they were just like, we can't guard you. So you're just going to have to make some shots on the perimeter. And it was like, we would just pass it around like the whole shot clock. It's like, you want to take the shot this time? Do you want to take the shot? And it was, <laughs> it was, it was so weird. It, it made it, it was so uncomfortable to like try and score on offense and then like trying to guard Colin. We had no perfect answer for it because it was like, we didn't actually just have someone just guard him. We kind of just had like two people like funneling him and he would just try and attack someone's hips on one side and then try and get a foul. And it was like, I'm so scared to foul him, but I'm like not playing like actual defense. I'm trying to like funnel him. And it's, yeah, it was, it was the most bizarre game ever. He just kept getting buckets every time down. Um, there were a few times where I was like in that funnel. I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like, I was like, this guy is just making everything like, and I, I don't know. Our coach was, he didn't really know what to do either. Like I think Rick Pitino, his, his dad was there as well. And we, we, were, we were trying to get advice for him too. Cause like, what do we do? I like, nobody, <laughs> this is like unprecedented. What do we do? So um, yeah, no, that was one of the most amazing individual performances I've ever seen. Just getting straight buckets on five guys. <laughs> yeah. You can't yeah, really fault that... Coach Pitino for not knowing what to do in that situation. Probably, probably hasn't covered it very often before in his career. So you can't really say that he was out of line. <laughs> right. Yeah. We had a, we had a couple of timeouts where we would just like sit there. It was like, okay, like we, we, it was more of just like a discussion, like the assistant coaches us, like, what do we do here? Because this is like, 
like nobody's ever like been through anything like that. Like, it, I don't know. It was, it, it felt like a drill that we were doing like in practice to like, just get you ready for, for some like really, really talented guy. And it was, yeah, it was, it was unreal. <laughs> his, his stock rose off, uh, rose off that game. I mean, three on five, having 40. I mean, yeah, that definitely, that probably definitely stood out to some people for sure. But I mean, he had a really good year though. That freshman year though, he was, he was really yeah, nice. For sure. But I think, I think coming out of high school or he was like unranked, like, and then he had like big AU season. So people were like iffy. And then he had 40 against y'all. Give me y'all like 23 on five. His stock definitely rose, but he, he also did have a great year at Alabama. I, I, I will give him that, but his stock definitely did rise against you guys. I mean, I'll, I'll own that. Yeah. Matt, I watched your high school team at a game, and you you essentially played three on five, except there was two guys on the floor with you. But <laughs> you basically played three on five. Yeah, it was. Hey. It was definitely it was definitely difficult, but you know, still still love my guys on that team though. Uh, they're all my guys on that team. So. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's um, let's get to the let's get to the draft. Let's get to the draft. All right. I'm gonna blow you guys away. I'm one and zero in the draft for the record. Um, so you know, undefeated. Patrick obviously lost the first one. So what we are drafting is brothers who, you know, brothers who are famous celebrities, musicians, actors, athletes. We're drafting anybody like that. Um, just brother duos that you think are the best in, in whatever they do. Uh, so what, what we'll do is we'll give, we'll give Matt the first pick. Cause he's the younger, the younger brother, Mike, you second pick Patrick third, I'll take fourth and then I'll take fifth and we'll snake it back. All right. All right we'll each take, we'll each take five and I'll, uh, I'll write them down. I'll All write right. them down and then we'll, then we'll, we'll tweet it out and see who, see who wins. Let's do it. Uh, first, start it off. Start it off, Matt. Uh, the Curry brothers, Steph and okay. Great Steph Curry. That was one of the examples that I texted him, like when I said what we were drafting. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Matt. Go on. It's a good pick, though. It's a good pick. I had it. I had it like fourth on my list, so it's a it's a good pick. All right. Um. I'll go next. So I got uh, – I'll go the Hemsworth brothers, actors. That's that's a good one. You know what I'm saying? Those guys are – I don't know. They're just amazing actors. They are beautiful human beings. Like, they're – like, you can't deny that. So, yeah. Hey, that's it's a great pick. It's a great pick. I agree. Amazing actors, beautiful people. No shame in that. All right. Good to know. My first pick is still on the board, and I win. The Wright brothers invented the airplane. <laughs> Wilbur, Orville, and then the third one, I don't know, but the Wright brothers. I win the draft with that pick. It, it's a I good win. pick, but, like, I don't know if you win based on that. invented the but, airplane. So? Like. What do you mean, so? Like, that's not a big deal? Bro, there's been a lot of, there's been a lot of advancements since then. Eh. Bro, they invented the airplane. All right, this is, solid, this is a solid pick. I don't know if it's a one pick. I'm taking with my first pick the Manning brothers. Oh, what other brothers? The Wright brothers don't have two Super Bowl or don't have Super Bowl rings between them. I know that. So, 
the Manning brothers didn't invent the airplane, and the airplane's more important than the Super Bowl. Sorry, like what? I think there's a lot of people that would argue with that, with that statement right there. Then, then, then if, there, if there's a lot of people, then there's a lot of morons in the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, we knew that already. <laughs> All right, second pick. I'm taking Ben and Casey Affleck, two mm. goats. Ben Affleck in one of the greatest movies of all time, The Town. Have to shout out The Town. Phenomenal movie. Good Will Hunting. Phenomenal movie. Sure. Both of them in that. One of the greatest movies of all time. The Affleck brothers. My second pick. Patrick, back to you. My second pick. This is another pretty good one. I don't know if, but like, like uh, I don't know if you guys would pick it, but this is my second one. The Jonas Brothers. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say that one. That was gonna be my next one. Oh man. I was gonna pick that one too. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. I thought. See, I thought I would be able to sneak that one to the second round. That was a good one. I, I was actually debating on taking it right there because I didn't think any of you guys would take it. When really, I probably could have saved the Wright brothers. Right. But mm, no, I have to. Right, Wright brothers, Matt. Uh, no. <laughs> Mike, to you. Yeah, so my second pick, I will take the Watt brothers, TJ yeah. and JJ. Ooh, that's a good one. I didn't even think about them. They're not even on my list. They, uh, you know, obviously people knew JJ was real good coming into the league, but TJ has been, he's been unreal for the Steelers now. One of the best, you know, one of the best deep tackles. I think he has like the biggest defensive uh, player contract uh, in NFL history. So that's, that's an easy one for me. Yeah. It's a great pick. Okay. On my list. I, right, I got, Matt, you got uh, two. I got two? Yeah, you got two. Um, I got the Harbaugh, Harbaugh brothers, Jim and John. Yep. As my great first pick. pick. Um, and then my second pick, I got to go the Ball brothers. <laughs> That's a They're good one. It's a good pick. Yes, sir. Very famous. Any reason why? Any any reason why you picked Ball Brothers right there? Uh, uh, I mean, for the viewers, people know them very well. A lot, a lot of followers on Instagram. Very, very well entertaining. So, I'm gonna get some likes on that tweet. <laughs> a good pick. That is a great pick. All right, back to you, Mike. All right, Mike. All right. right. Um. Yeah, I'll probably go with uh, the Gasol brothers. Ah, uh, some of the some of the best guys coming out of Spain ever. Um, obviously, one with the Lakers and the other having a big career with the with the Grizzlies for the most part. So yeah, can't go wrong with you know two two real real good NBA players, NBA champs. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, mine is also NBA related. I got the Jokic brothers. <laughs> <laughs> the Jokic brothers, uh, Nikola, and then his two brothers. I don't know their names, but I know they go to the games and they're huge. And if anybody touches Nikola wrong, they they lose it. So the Jokic brothers. That's my third pick. That is that was a, that was a top tier pick, especially everything that happened probably a couple weeks ago. <laughs> exactly. Where they made a Twitter just to threaten the forest. Brother. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's actually classic because 
I will be taking the Morris brothers. That's who I was going to take next. Marquise and Marcus. I'll take them, <laughs> and we'll go against you and win. I'll take the Morris brothers. We have brothers. the whole country of Serbia. Nope. Nope. They're, Jokic yeah. is in America right now, so – you know, you, know what's funny, you know what's funny about the Morris brothers is like they they had um the one that got that had the thing with Jokic a couple weeks ago. The other brother tried to like stepping on Luca's like ankle or something that he had like that was messed up in the bubble. And like yes, he I was like that. he was on Twitter like getting tight about what Jokic had did. It was like, dude, you did the same thing to Luca last year. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Literally. Literally. All right. My uh my second one then. I can't believe this is actually still on the board. I'm going JFK and Bobby Kennedy. Hmm. Both of them, the Kennedy. I, I saw that, but I didn't put them on my list. What? Why would you not put, even put them on the list? Well, I have some pretty good picks. Can I pick like fictional brothers? Yeah, the Jonas brothers are really a great pick. They are. The, the Jonas brothers definitely deserve to be picked above the Kennedy brothers. See, I'm not picking <laughs> for like, legitimate. I'm picking for like what's going to make me laugh. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I'm picking for. All right. Yeah, I do like ahead. fictional brothers. No, you cannot, because I thought about that, too. I want to do, like, Drake and Josh. Yeah. But if I can't do Drake and Josh or Zach and I was going to pick the Stark brothers from Game of Thrones, like Rob Stark, Mm -hmm. Sansa, Arya, Um, Rick Ren. My my next pick is the Gronkowski brothers. They're kind of nuts. Yeah, but, like, none of them are – cool besides him well yeah but i'm kind of running out of picks here my list is getting getting thin you guys picked a lot of them Mm. it's it's not a bad pick it's not a horrible bad but it's not it's not good that probably loses you the draft honestly (laughs) i I don't have anybody else well i have one more but it's pretty like like it's debatable on whether or not like i could pick it yeah i i don't know if I don't know if we're thinking about the same one, Patrick. I'm not going to pick them, uh, but I'll, I'll say it after. But I will go with uh, Prince William and Prince, Prince Harry. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. A great one. You know what I'm saying? So that was, a, that was a pretty good one. But, yeah, I, I had another one once once Matt gets his pick. I, wanted to, I was I just to about to say that one. <laughs> Matt, you got two. All right. Uh Let me do the Kelsey brothers, Travis and like Jason, right? Yeah. Yeah. Center for the Eagles. Yeah. Um, that's my first pick. It's a good pick. Um, I might, I might gotta go last on this next one though. I don't have one top of my top of my head. We can skip you if you need it, but you do have you do have. Yeah, I need a little skip right now. All right, skip them. Go ahead, Mike. Uh, I, I didn't think this one would actually come back to me. Uh, the Antetokounmpo brothers. Oh, <laughs> you talk about like some of the, the, fans, the NBA brothers, but you know, they uh, that's I, I'm surprised that one made it that long. Honestly. I just didn't want to. I didn't want to give like Thanos or Alex any any other credit. <laughs> just because I'm, I'm like I'm I'm known as a Giannis hater, so we'll just okay, I hear you. Yeah. 
Patrick, go ahead. I, I, I'm deciding what I'm going to take here. I have uh... – I still have a pretty good list. I'm confused on what you guys are uh... – I, I got I got some I could give you. Mine is – so I have – it's political, one of them, and then the other one is uh, sports-related. The political one might be a little out of line, so I'm, I'm leaning towards the sports-related one. <laughs> so I'm going to pick uh, the Lopez brothers, Robin and Brooke. Yes, classic. Yep, there you go. They're hilarious. They fight mascots. Uh, I think it's a good pick. All right. My last pick, I'm going the Dillon brothers. Kevin and Matt Dillon. Shout out Johnny Drama. That only holds value to the people that like Entourage. No, bro, what? Matt's like an ex- like a very famous actor. Never heard and of him. So it's, so you've never heard of him. I guarantee you know... He's in Crash, one best picture. He's in he's in a ton of different movies. And then and then Kevin Di- and Kevin Dillon was in. I mean, he's famous too outside of Entourage. He's in Platoon. Like he's in a ton of stuff. But you got. I mean, you have to shout out Johnny Drama. I'll just leave it at that. You have to have the Dillon brothers on there somewhere. All right, Matt, you figured out your last pick. I did. I, I'm surprised. I want to say this one. Jake and Logan Paul. Oh, that's a oh, good one. That's a good that's a one. Steal. That is a that is a steal in the fifth round. Damn! Wow, that's a great pick. All right, for some notables, for some notables, I had Dave and James Franco on there. Nobody picked them. Uh, Owen Owen Wilson and Luke Wilson. I thought you could pick the Sprouse brother, like not Zach and Cody, but you could actually right. take the, Sprout, the Sprouse brothers. Like in I probably should have done that. Um, and yeah, that was that was those were all the people I had on my list. So I think we we did, think, we did a pretty good job. I think the only one that I had and I didn't want to mention based on the previous events was the Baldwin brothers. Oh, uh, that's yeah. not the one I was thinking, Mike. Okay. <laughs> That was the one where it's like, ah, I don't know if that's going to – that might throw the draft for me a little bit. <laughs> Patrick, what was yours? The Kims, like Kim Jong-un and like – <laughs> I looked up brother duos, and that was like one of the first ones that came up. Yeah, I know. That's what I wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, fellas, took up uh, – a good amount of your time, but thank you for doing this. We really appreciate it. Um, you know, we obviously, you know, we have a good relationship with you guys. We thought the, we thought the brother episode would be pretty cool. Um, you know, so thanks again for, for taking the time out of your Saturday night to, to film this with us. We really appreciate it. Um, and yeah, Patrick, you want to send us off? Yeah, just, uh, thanks guys. Appreciate you coming on here. Uh, Matt, it was good to talk to you again, buddy. I talked to you, I talked to you like last week, but Mike, got to go back to Vegas here soon. Hit the table. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got to get some back, yeah. Mike, I haven't been to the casino in so long. I need you to come with. But, uh, no, yeah, thanks for Mike, everybody who tuned in luck, episode John. two. Uh, appreciate everybody. And uh, thank you to the Hurt Brothers for joining. I could have picked them, but uh, thanks, guys. Yeah, I, I almost picked you guys as well. I, I thought about it. Um, but, 
Definitely got to go back to Vegas. Mike's known as a good luck charm at the tables, and I'm a bad luck charm for Mike and you both. <laughs> no, you weren't allowed to be around us. It was only Mike. But the thing is, Mike didn't oh, win. Yeah. I would just win. Yeah, I was and a good Matt, luck charm for, Patrick, for myself. Yeah. <laughs> Matt never Matt never was interested in joining us at any point, which, no. which I – which I after, get. He was busy. Or, or, He's hey, after you guys left, I was out there though. After you guys left, you guys because you guys left a couple days early, right? Before yeah. somebody was over. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You were just avoid. Yeah, you were just avoiding us. Nah, never, ever. Yeah. Thanks, fellas. That'll, Absolutely. Our friend McCaffrey, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. No, no, no. Thank you. Thank you. Once again, uh, just want to throw out there, visit hameshomes.com for their current inventory of attractive, affordable, manufactured homes for sale. That's a wrap on episode two. Thanks, guys.